Hey everybody and welcome to the next episode of It's Bananas with Jeremy Fisher. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, guys, this happens every Monday at 9am and I really hope that you enjoy this new layout that I have going on here. Um, if you guys like it, let me know in the comments below if you want me to like change anything or whatever. Just let me know. This is the first time I'm ever using it. So um, just let me know what you guys think. And if you guys enjoy the video, don't forget to like and subscribe. On this week's episode, we have Amanda Feldman joining us. Amanda, thank you so much for, for coming on. Thanks for having me. Uh, so tell us a little bit about yourself, Amanda. Um, well, we met through comedy. I am a comedian. Um, I'm also a producer of a couple shows. Well, I was before quarantine. Yeah. Um, will be again. Um, and um, I'm also an actress and an artist. Oh, nice. When did you start doing acting? Um, so actually, I did it, I got into it when I was a lot younger, and then I kind of got out of it. I ended up um, studying art and um, getting more into visual arts, and then um, later on I ended up getting into writing, and then subsequently getting back into acting, because I happened to take acting classes at the same place as I was taking writing classes, and I just, mm. and I started getting back into it. Um, obviously nothing's happening now with that. Yeah. Yeah, because it's, everything's pretty much been closed down. Like, even for me, I recently just got a temp layoff um, because there isn't, that, there isn't that much work because my company deals with movies and TV shows. And because every movie and TV show has been canceled, like, indefinitely until, like, whatever, like, all of this passes by. Like, I don't have any work right now. Yep, this sucks. Yeah, it's just a little bit. But, uh, you know, I'm just sticking on the positive side. So I'm, I just applied for the C... C-E-R-B, and, and that took like, yeah, yeah, so that took like two seconds. I just applied online, and they're like, yeah, we're going to send you $2,000 in like three days. So I'm like, cool. That's awesome. Yeah, but but uh, I am starting my online business right now, uh, doing video editing for other people. So if like, yeah, so if people want to like help doing podcasting and stuff or just like making videos for social media, like I'm, I'm doing video editing for that kind of stuff. You gonna make uh, TikTok videos for some some kids? You wanna do TikTok? I'm not gonna do it for kids. No, I'm doing. I'm mainly focusing around like uh, coaches, like on like uh, coaches and um, entrepreneurs, like people that are actually putting out like valuable content. That's that's. I was joking. <laughs> that's really cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what are you? So doing? What are you doing? Honestly, I'm just trying to keep sane. Yeah. Um. I, I've been crocheting up a storm. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know why, I, like, I've been stockpiling arts and craft supplies, so uh, I was actually in the process of getting rid of stuff before this all went down, and I'm really glad yeah. that it's a lot of stuff because I've just been um, binging TV and um, trying to paint again a little because I hadn't painted in a really long time, so... Mm -hmm gonna need to do that and um, trying to find innovative ways of staying in shape that's awesome yeah yeah like I've been I've been doing this uh, one app it's just like there's a bunch of apps that are out there that are all free and you can just do like workouts at home which is what I've been doing um, just because I'm like I don't ha I don't have access to a gym anymore so I'm like I want to I want to come out of this quarantine with like a good-looking body and I'm gonna make it happen I feel like I've already gained weight like uh, I, I, I have a gym downstairs that's been closed. Mm -hmm. time, so, 
and I haven't even left my place. My thing was I used to go for really, really long walks. All around my area, there's these beautiful parks and paths, so I used to just, like, listen to music, and I would go on these, like, long power walks. Mm-hmm. Much. Oh, no. <laughs> I've been trying to find ways of, like, doing exercise and also incorporating, like, that sort of ability to just, I don't know, like, just get out of my own mind or whatever. So I'm trying to do yoga and stuff right now. Oh, nice. How's that going? It's going okay. Yeah. It's, it's hard to get motivated sometimes, you know? It's easy to get lazy. Yeah. That's why that's why I feel like scheduling your days is really beneficial because like everybody just lost their normal like routine that they were doing with like whatever work they were doing. But if you like keep a good schedule and say like, "Oh, like th- at this time every day I'm going to like work out or do yoga or something." And then just make sure that you're doing it and kind of like have a little checklist of stuff that way you can at least see like all your per- like all your stuff that you're supposed to get done on that day just like it feels good just like checking things off or scratching things out. That's true. It keeps you motivated to keep going, too. Yeah, exactly. Just gotta push yourself. Like, I feel like, too, when you start to fall into the rut of, well, I don't have anything necessarily in the near future that I have to be concerned about. Like, I'm just, I can chill. It just, it turns into sort of a routine of its own. Mm-hmm. That's not good, so yeah. Yeah, nice. So tell us a little bit about um, how you got started in comedy. Um, well, let's see. Um, I actually went to see my favorite comedian as part of Just for Laughs, Emo Phillips. Okay. I don't think so, no. He said said Emo Phillips? Emo Phillips, yeah. I gotta look this up. Love this guy so much. Um, absolute huge fan of his. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Ended up chatting with him. I just loved it so much that I start, I don't know why it just encouraged me to start writing jokes. Yeah. I actually wanted to be a writer. Like, I wanted to write for late night comedy or sketch shows or whatever. Mm -hmm. And um, it somehow got into my head that the best way to get seen as a writer is to do comedy. Yeah. So I decided to do stand-up and... um, I went. I ended up going to school because I was really nervous on stage. I still, I want to say am, but I haven't done comedy in like a month, so I still was up until before quarantine, nervous going on stage. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so no, I went in school and um, I I liked school, um, and then I don't know. I took a break for a while, and I ended up going full force into it in uh, 2019. Yeah. I went to it like I ended up taking over a show in Richmond Hill and um, doing this weekly show and yeah. Yeah, you were just like killing it with that uh, that weekly show over there. <laughs> uh, that's one way to put it. Yeah, I mean. I mean, you had a show and like how many people actually do have shows? So that's really beneficial for you. For me, I just loved having a place where. I mean, it was a book show, but I ran it like an open mic. Yeah. Comedians could come with brand new material and try it out and hopefully have an audience to give them feedback and stuff. I loved uh, doing that and going out and meeting people. And mm-hmm. I really miss that. 
Yeah, yeah. It was funny because I was actually planning on starting my own show. This was like uh, like January, February. I was going like I was going around looking for good venues. I found like a perfect venue. Uh, they only did karaoke um, every Sunday night, but every other day during the week they had like they had nothing. So I'm like, these guys already have like a perfect karaoke setup. They have everything for for a stand up comedy show, but no, they weren't using it. So I'm like, this is perfect. I could probably even do like more than one show here. But it's like, as like the coronavirus kept happening, it's just like, oh, we have to close everything down. So I'm like, no. Yeah. Um, yeah, it killed everything. Even I was just getting started with a bunch of, um, well, not a bunch of, sorry. I had one show that I managed to turn into a monthly show at Comedy Bar. Yeah. I had another show that I co-produced. Um that went pretty well, and uh, I thought it was a lot of fun, and I was hoping to turn that into um, kind of an ongoing show as well. So that really sucked. That really Yeah, sucked. yeah, but it's okay. Yeah. I did feel like I um, sort of just like I had this, not I was killing it or anything, but just I did, like I was pushing and pushing and pushing, and I did have this like sort of upwards momentum going, and then just like... Yeah. Sucks. Are you doing any uh, online comedy shows? Oh. No. I well, I don't see how it can really work. Well, the way that, yeah, like the way that I'm seeing it. Stuff, but it's just I don't I don't feel I would be comfortable doing it. Yeah, it's just because like you don't have that kind of like close connection with somebody. You just have like a screen that you're talking in front of. But with some of the comedy shows that I've been hearing about, uh, like they're requi- like every audience member is like kind of required to have their um, their uh, camera on so that the comedians can at least like see their reactions. So it's like an interesting thing. That's good. again, but okay. So the other thing though is it's all on Zoom. Yeah. Okay. So I I am afraid to download Zoom. Yeah, like, they've had a lot of security issues. That's why I'm using um, Cisco WebEx, because it's a lot safer. It's, like, the go-to meeting platform for a lot of businesses now, and it's free, right? Like, uh, I should be sponsored by these guys. But, uh, yeah, it's, like, it, it's free, um, and, what? yeah, I think what they're doing, because of this whole situation that's going on, you, you can have, you don't have to pay, like, what you have to do with Zoom. Like, you can have up to 100 people unlimited time, and that's what they're doing right now for um for the coronavirus times. That's awesome. And, and Zoom should do that too. Like people should. Yeah, but they want money too, so. Movies for free and stuff. I feel like people should be a little more laxed on certain things or giving on certain things. But... Yeah, you'd think that, but there's a lot of companies that still want to be like greedy about everything that's going on. Of course. And you, like one thing that I want to know is how many uh, life insurance companies are going to cover this. What do you mean in terms of people who are and, and like, yeah, like all the people that are going to pass away from from all of this? Because I wonder if they're going to be like, oh, like this isn't covered just because of the situation that's going on. Because they're just going to figure out ways to like not pay people. I mean, isn't there, like, one of those act of God stipulations that's written into most? Like, like we we didn't foresee this happening, however, it could happen. 
and you will be covered in the event that this happens? I mean, that's a good question. If it yeah, it's things like heart attack or disease or the, I mean, this would be disease, would it not? Or yeah, maybe. I don't know. I wonder if anyone in the anyone watching this has had anybody pass away from coronavirus and if they've had any problems with like life insurance companies. I want to know that. I really do. I would really say, especially at this point in time, like yeah, to have to deal with that. Mm-hmm. You know, on top of your loved one's death during quarantine and all this, you know, yeah, mentally stressful enough and emotionally stressful enough for everybody. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit. I wonder how many divorces are going to come out of. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> you got to think like all the people having to stick like stick around like the the significant other for every day like all day every day. Yeah. I wonder how I wonder how many guys that are out there right now that are saying like their business is essential still to their wife just so that they can go out to see like their their like sugar girl or whatever their sugar babies. Oh God. Because you gotta, yeah. Uh, I can see a lot of guys doing that. <laughs> I can see a lot of women doing that too. Yeah, it's like I can't deal with this person. Like I need to, I need my fuck friend right now. Yeah, I just I can't. It's a lot. It's a lot. You know. Yeah. I mean, some people are they're good together, and some people are like good together, but they need their space, and you don't have that option right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like, unless you have a big house and you can just, like, isolate in just, like, a half of the house or something. That's true. Um, not too, too many people that I know have that luxury. Mm-hmm. Toronto. Toronto life. What up? So what are you doing to keep up with comedy? Nothing. <laughs> not writing, not, like, trying to do sketches or whatnot. I should. Um, I, I was before, like, I did come up with some jokes before. Um, I was actually uh, was talking about this with someone the other day that I was getting, I was realizing, because I have been, you know, you know how you build up your time? Mm-hmm. I have a solid nine minutes. Yeah. Now, I don't even remember the order of my, st- you know what I mean? Like, yeah. The, the, um, what is it? How do you? the pace of it is gone like I have to and it's not something I can just sit here and practice like I have to stand in front of people Mm -hmm. get it going again and the thing too with the joke writing my process um, is not the same as everyone else's Um, for for me personally I, I like I will write on my own and I'll be like okay this is good this is bad but I have to bring it out in front of people you know, even sometimes to work out actual jokes, like even just to, to come out with a premise and sort of talk through it in front of people and see what gets a reaction or feel it out. It's not the same. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely not going to be the same. But like maybe even try that out on like Instagram, do like a live video, do the joke out and see what kind of reactions people say. Like maybe they even give you like a cool tagline or something like that on top of it. I could, I could. Yeah. Try that. Have you been doing any Instagram live or? I haven't done any Instagram lives just because I've been like working on building up uh, my online business. Um, so I'm more focused like around there because I actually do want to make money because uh, 
I'm not sure how long this whole situation is going to be going on for. And because I just got temp laid off, like I want to still make a good amount of money. So. Uh, I, I feel you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For sure. Have you been writing or doing anything? Yeah, yeah, I've been writing. Like whenever I come up with ideas, like I'll jot them down on my phone. I'll uh, sit down for a little bit and like actually write some stuff out. Um, but I'm also like working on um, creating my own sketches because I actually just picked up a green screen and there's like sick ass ring light that's currently illuminating my face right now. So that's why it looks so beautiful. Oh, cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Sketch writing or anything? Pardon? Did you ever take any sketch writing, like, classes or anything? No, no. Like, this is just me and my ideas and, like, what I've seen. Because I, like, I love watching TV and, and sketches. And, like, I love Key and Peele and their sketches and, like, Dave Chappelle. I love all of those kind of guys and, like, all the sketches that they do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I just, I kind of just want to do like my own stuff and it's going to be interesting doing it by myself, but luckily I have the green screen so I can just like superimpose myself in like any kind of situation, which I love. Even funnier if you like have yourself in different roles and switch back and forth. Yeah, that's exactly like the kind of stuff that I was thinking about. Just like creating all the characters, but like I'm all of the same characters just talking to myself. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like it i like it that could definitely yeah so I, yeah i have like a bunch of ideas that i already want to do with it so i just gotta like start recording myself that's cool mm -hmm. cool i like that do you do any other art stuff pardon do you do other art? do you do graphic design as well uh i do a little bit of graphic design like i started out thinking i was going to start a business doing that but then i'm like i'm going to move more over to um to video editing just because that's kind of like where I want to put more of my attention. You you enjoy it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, wow, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, because I, I, one of the things I studied was um, video art at York, and I just, for me, I like the creating process of it. Mm -hmm. I, I find, like, the editing, I can't edit myself. Yeah. Good editing. And it's just, I, I cringe. Like, I find it upsetting or tedious. Like, I <laughs> Especially when you have to, like, keep watching it over and over and over. And you're like, oh, my God, why am I like this? Yeah. Like, it's the discipline it takes, too, to edit. Like, it's... it's yeah. Hey, no, this is... Yeah. Yeah, like, there is, there is a good, like, a long process of it. If you just, unlike the some people that just, like, throw videos up on, like, Instagram, whatever, that's just, like, completely, like, raw and uncut. Like, it depends on how you feel, like, how you want the videos to really come out. Right. Yeah, but that's why I'm trying to target people that are putting out good quality content because why not throw some good quality like video editing into that as well to keep more people engaged because like some of the people that I've been seeing like I'm trying to like stick around my, uh, my niche around um, around uh, fitness so some of the people that I've been noticing that are around like fitness they just kind of have like a basic oh I'm going to work out in my living room here's my video but there's so many people like doing these kind of videos. I'm like, this is kind of boring. Like, nobody wants to kind of watch you just um, like work out in your living room. So I was thinking about using my VFX and creating my own kind of like fitness videos, but like have a, like cool uh, VFX kind of shots with it using the green screen. That's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, just to create something that's a little bit more like eye appealing. I think because there's 
Yeah, it definitely seems like a lot of the videos that are coming up, just because everybody's at home now, so they're like, oh, I gotta make my business online. Yeah. So you're gonna be seeing, like, a lot of everybody of just like, oh, this is me at home, like, let me teach you something. Yes, definitely, and also because I feel people can't go out and have that sort of interaction. They're going online, and, like, any, any sort of interaction is really nice. Mm-hmm alone and trapped and uh yeah yeah have you done you promos promos for personal trainers and stuff like that then pretty much yeah like editing like their social media videos of like oh maybe if they wanted something or they want like um like subtitles for showing like explaining how their their videos are done or like doing some like cool graph motion graphics on top of like it to kind of like help out with the whole um like the visual aspect to it cutting it together so mm -hmm. the, whenever they're talking for an hour yeah exactly and rather than them just like uh doing the exercise and like stopping while doing the exercise to kind of explain it be able to just like just do your do the exercise yourself and then like we'll put in a voiceover on top of that just so you can kind of explain it while you're also doing it that's cool yeah yeah that's really cool yeah, so it doesn't interfere with the uh, length of That's cool. Yeah, yeah. So you doing anything else? Oh, no, this is about you, okay? Amanda, this is about you. Not about me. Stop asking questions about me, okay? I'm the one interviewing you. But I've, I've, I do find that I can't... My brain... So my brain... always. I always have to do, be doing something artistic. Yeah. It's never usually the same thing in a day. Like, I'll go... One day I'll be, like, really into writing and I'll have a lot of stuff to write about and spill out. Yeah. Another time I'm blocked. Mm -hmm. I want to do digital art or paint or draw or something like that. And that is coming out, but I can't pick. Like, it's weird. Yeah. I'm all over it. Honestly, like, I would say just... Do what you like, and then if that doesn't work out, but give yourself a good amount of time for it. Like, don't just try for, like, a month or two and be like, oh, this didn't work out. Like, I can't make a career out of this because it's one of those things where you have to, like, actually take the time to work at it. Totally. Well, that's 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 the thing is, like, I do, I do go back and forth, but I can't – I do find it hard to sort of force myself to, let's say, write in, uh, during a day where I just want to paint. Yeah. Yeah, I can't. It just wants it, but you. But that's true too. And I've known people that are just like, sort of dip their toe into something really excitedly and then run away. Mm -hmm. You gotta, you gotta sort of. It's a balance. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Figuring it all out and how to do it all together. And it's weird too, because everyone's like, oh, it's a, it's quarantine. You have all the time in the world. It's still like. You still, I mean, there's still a limited amount of time in the day, right? Like, yeah, exactly. There's still only so much you can learn and do in a 24-hour, in a 12-hour, 24-hour period. Well, depending on how much sleep you get. So let's just say the average amount, which is like eight hours, you're still left with 16 hours out of the day. Right. Um, you are eating and on the toilet and yeah, stuff for many of those hours. But yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. But I mean, like, everybody, everybody's going to do their own thing at the end of the day. So it's like, what do you want to do when all of this is over? And are you just going to, like, go back to your job and just...
just kind of pick it up from there? Are you still going to have a job at the end of this? Like the way that I'm seeing it is like the $2,000 SERB bonus that everybody's getting. Um, I'm using that as like, oh, I'm getting paid $2,000 a month to start my, my own business. Yeah, I mean, I think most most people are like, okay, well, I'm going to use this to eat. Yeah. And, and live because I, I lost my job and I have no other way right now of making that income that I need to survive. Mm-hmm. I get it. And if you can turn that into an entrepreneurial thing, that's freaking awesome. Yeah, exactly. Because it's just like you may as well find online business because there's a lot of money online and a lot of people are making a lot of money online. Okay, but like, what what do you think that I could do online other than being a cam girl? <laughs> I don't know if I could do that well. I've considered being a cam girl because I'm like, that's a lot of easy work and there are a lot of thirsty people out there. There are a lot of thirsty But I don't want it recorded, man. Like, that's the, th that's the thing with me. I'm like, I don't... At the end of the day, uh, who cares? <laughs> now I'm thinking about it now. Um... <laughs> Like, I, and I love your idea about video editing, and that's smart, and that's finding, like, a niche opportunity and going for it. I have no idea what I would be able to. Well, I mean, you said you said you did, uh, you like doing digital art and that kind of stuff, so maybe even doing, like, graphic design for people. Like, are you are you proficient with, like, Photoshop or Illustrator or any of those? No, it's, it's more like, um actually honestly different apps that I've been using on my phone. I used to use Photoshop, but it's been a really, really long time. I wouldn't know how to use the updated version. Um, YouTube? That's true. That's Because honestly, like, that's what I'm using for my video editing skills. Like, I'm looking at how other people are doing it. I'm like, okay, this is, it's like going to school, but on YouTube and it's free. That is true, and I have the time now, and I and I have, no, I have the, I, I do have the updated um, version of Photoshop available to me. Mm-hmm. To, to learn it and try and figure it out. Um, again, it's, it's weird. I've never really thoroughly enjoyed it. Like, yeah. it's cool. I mean, I like the photo, the film lab. Mm -hmm. Photography lab, like going, uh, developing the stuff myself. Um, all of that, that process was like one of my favorite things to do. And I hated the digital, didn't hate the digital, but it was just always like I would walk in and I would be like, computers like I yeah I'm more of a hands-on um, person but I guess you have to figure out how to adapt when you don't have options like that and that is pretty much obsolete now anyway yeah, yeah. but I mean you could always get a tablet so it's like the action of drawing it out like uh, if you get like a Wacom tablet so it's a way to like use like drawing artistic skills with your hand but on a computer Oh. Yeah. Can I do... Wait, I can't do that with my phone, though, because I have this, the Note 8. No, you can't do... Yeah, yeah, you have that, but it's for... The Wacom only goes with uh, computers, so if you have, like, a laptop or a, a tower or, like, an iMac or anything like that, then you'd be able to just hook it up, and then you, you could actually, like, draw out uh, whatever, you're, whatever you're wanting to do, because it acts as, like... It's a normal pen that you would normally, like, kind of draw with, and, yeah... It's really cool for like doing artistic stuff online when you don't want to use a mouse for everything. Right. No, a mouse is significantly harder than, yeah, no. That's... Yeah, like even for video editing, like I honestly hate using the mouse because 
um, when I was at the studio, I was always, I was using a Wacom tablet, so I was just so like used to using that all the time. So whenever I had to go back to the mouse, I'm just envying like envying the tablet. <laughs> Not the same. Yeah. And again, that shows like it's more of a hands-on feel anyway. You would rather. Yeah, and if you like that whole hands-on feel, like definitely look into getting one of those. And then it you just transfer it over to Photoshop. Like, uh, no, because, so it's just like a, it's a little, um, pad, and you, uh, like a little, depending on what size you get, so they have small, medium, and large, so I think the, like, the largest, I don't know how, it's, it's pretty big, but, like, I don't know, if you can see me, I'm trying to, like, look, look in, in the view, but it, it's big, if you actually just look up, like, Wacom tablet, they come in different sizes, but you just plug it in through, um, I think USB, and it's all set from there, and you just... Yeah, you open up Photoshop and you can start drawing stuff right away. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I gotta check that out. Wake Wacom. Yeah, Wacom. W A C O M tablet. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely something to uh, to look into, especially since you like doing digital art. And hey, maybe you can do like hand drawn logos for people or like custom pieces that people want. Just something online. I would love to do that, actually. That's really cool. Yeah. The combination of hands-on and digital is interesting. I like that. Right? That is that is really cool. I wonder, like, is there any way to... Sorry, I'm talking about Photoshop. I don't even know if this is right for the... Pro like, I'm talking about Photoshop right now. Is there any yeah. way to actually draw something, let's say, with pencil mm -hmm. and put it into Photoshop? Uh, like, you'd have to scan it. Or do you have like a scanner or I guess take a picture with your phone and then kind of just like put it in Photoshop. Okay, I could do that too. Yeah, I could. Yeah, it's essentially just doing that. It's just like drawing it out in person, taking a picture of it, and then you could like upload that picture into Photoshop and then kind of like trace it out digitally. That's another way of doing it. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Mm -hmm. It is sometimes hard to get the precision with the like the digital pens yeah yeah but with the wacom it just like it's it's so mint i i love it like i actually just want to get one <laughs> just for like all my video editing purposes did you study art anywhere or video nope i went to school for acting and then i just self-taught myself uh the program that my that one studio i went to used and i managed to get a job i learned the program in like three months and i got a job at the studio that's really cool yeah where, which school did you go to? Uh, I went to Niagara College. Were you living in, in Niagara Region? Yeah, yeah, I was living in Welland for the two years that I was there. And then I just moved straight to Toronto to pursue my life as an actor. And then eventually became a comedian. <laughs> it's a slippery slope, my friend. It is. It is. I, I was actually going to go to um, Humber College's comedy writing and performance. I got accepted into that one. But I figured, like, ah, let's be an actor instead. That'll that'll go over well. I mean, they both sort of... I mean, that it, I was doing both of those things. Yeah. I wasn't doing either of them well. <laughs> but I was doing both of those things prior to this nightmare. Yeah. But you, you, I mean, they do, they do sort of go well, you know, like go hand in hand and mm -hmm. do a certain amount of, like presence and confidence to do both of them yeah that's what i like that's what i like about comedy though because it's really helping it really helped a lot with my confidence whereas acting kind of like didn't 
so like when I started doing when I started doing stand up comedy, but then I was going out onto the auditions, I felt a lot more confident in myself just because I'm like, what's the worst that could happen? Like I've done stand up comedy. I've been to like the open mics. I've been to the rusty nail. So I'm like, what's the worst? <laughs> yeah. Bomb. And it's like so bad. It feels like the worst thing that has happened. And then yeah. Yeah. slowly, slowly, slowly. It's weird how you're just like, you just like, it, 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 it so helps build your confidence because the next time you're just like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's what I loved about the auditions now because I'm like, I honestly don't care what happens. Whereas before I'm like, Oh my God, like I screwed up so much. Like I feel so shitty about like the way I, I could have done this better. I could have done that. I'm like, that's eh, like, whatever. It's an audition. I tried my best, like move on to the next one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's weird how it helps. It's weird how falling on your face helps. Helps. Yeah. <laughs> so I got another question for you. What has been the most it's bananas moment of your life? Whether that's in comedy or in real life, just something that's either really good or really bad, just anything that's happened in your life that made you look back and you're like, I can't believe that just happened. So many, so <laughs> many things, honestly. Yeah. I've, I've had a weird, weird, fucked up life. Um, um it's bananas. <laughs> and I'll, t I'll, t I'll tell you a story um, a, it's banana story okay um, that I actually was prior to this I was working on turning it into a bit and I was going to practice it at open mics and then this happened and it's just sitting there in my notebook now mm -hmm. haven't, haven't touched it don't know what to do with it but this is yeah. the story um, I, I was a stripper I worked as an exotic dancer it's mm -hmm. the polite term for it and I, um, I had problems, like prior to that, I was actually a dancer, like I was training to be, uh, to take my exams in ballet, I was training to be a ballerina, I did tap, jazz, acrobatic, like I did, uh, modern, I did a bunch of different types of dance. Mm -hmm. I ended up getting into this, I ended up dislocating my knee. Oh. <laughs> Jeez. At, at the club. Yeah. It's bananas. Yeah. <laughs> I then, um, it took me a while to find a surgeon, mm -hmm. to, uh, but they would be able to fix my knee. Um, but then I had to wait a year for that appointment. Yeah. So I couldn't walk in the meantime. Oh my God. That was like the last time it had dislocated. Um, at that point, it was just, it wasn't going back into place and nothing was stable. So yeah. Walk. Um, so, uh, I, that was a year of my life, I couldn't walk, and, um, I don't, I don't know if I should be, should be talking about, um, some of the- That's alright. Ah, it's fine. <laughs> okay, so basically, my, my father, who was a doctor, mm -hmm. very, very anti-marijuana. Okay. Um, this entire time was adamant, like, marijuana's bad. But he made sure I got to the doctor and got my handfuls of oxys that I ended up taking <laughs> yeah. on a regular basis. And so um, I got my surgery and then I went through withdrawal and I had a lot of stuff to deal with. Having mm -hmm. stuff. Um, but yeah, no, I had, I had a year of my life where I couldn't walk. Yeah. It's 
bananas. So what you're so what were you doing then, when you couldn't walk? Were you just like quarantining yourself like now? Pretty much, I didn't really have much of a choice. Yeah. I I lived in a very small place, so the like, the the futon was my couch and my bed. Hmm. The bathroom was very very close by, so I just tried to put as little pressure on it as possible. Um, I took my pills. Um, I painted. Nice. <laughs> that was the one thing I did during that period. Mm -hmm. The interesting thing is some of the pieces that I painted during that period actually went into my portfolio, which helped, helped me get into the York University program. That, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. But that's it's amazing what happened. Yeah, I was going to say, like, it's amazing what happens when you just have some spare time hanging around and you learn, like, a pretty cool skill that can get you into somewhere. That's true. That's true. Or you just, like, practice, practice, and really work on something. And I don't know, for me, too, art is very... Um, raw and emotional and I was in a really obviously bad emotional state at that point and mm -hmm. for some reason I make the best artwork when I'm horribly depressed yeah so does that explain like where Jim Carrey is at right now I think so I think so <laughs> have you seen some of his artwork holy crap it's amazing it's he... so amazing <laughs> yeah in so many ways like he's just yeah like honestly, I would I would love to be in a film with him. But that would that would be amazing. I can do like a little bit of the just oh yeah that it's like <laughs> do weird things with my. <laughs> I was just gonna say I could do weird things with my mouth, but I don't want to say that to a comedian. That's just like <laughs> not a good. You're a stripper and you can do weird things with your mouth. What's what else do you have? <laughs> you may as well just do become a cam girl. There you go. Yeah, there, yeah. It's calling my name. Yeah. <laughs> so what uh, what are you doing to keep yourself positive then during this whole time? I like to ask people that because I'm like, keeping positive, I guess, is like really, really helpful for right now. Um, I, well, first of all, I'm so, so, so fortunate that um, my boyfriend did um, with me just before this all went, he moved, the official date of his move in was the beginning of February. Yeah. So we're like, so I'm very fortunate that I have someone, um, that being said, he's, he's not feeling well right now. Yeah. He doesn't have the Corona, does he? I hope he doesn't, I don't think he has the Corona. Yeah. <laughs> it's just his natural health, it's just terrible. It, that's, I think that's what it, <laughs> you know, that's what you get for eating cigarettes every day, I just, I, he, I'm, I'm just, I'm really thankful I have him and, and, and my dog and my pets. Um, and I watch, uh, I binge watched The Office. I've been binge watching Community. I've been yeah, yeah. comedy movies. I've been going through old um, comedy movies like Spaceballs and Judd Apatow movies. And just... uh, I love Spaceballs. Oh, God, it's so good. So many, like, I went through all the Naked Gun movies, all the airplane movies. Yeah, yeah. Uh... I've loved, I honestly love that style of like comedy, like slapstick humor. I really want that to come back, but it has to be done well. It's so weird that you say that because I was having this conversation too the other day where we were talking about can it though? Because are, are people going to view it as violent in 2020 or 2021 when quarantine is over and we can have yeah. movies again? 
is it going to be viewed as inciting violence or do you know what i mean i don't think so because you got to look at all these action movies and how much violence do they have in them whereas like slap logic yeah (laughs) no one asked you for that oh i'm sorry (laughs) but i mean like everybody's gonna at the end of the day everybody's gonna have their own opinion and i'm like i really love the style of of slapstick comedy back in the day because like when when scary movies started coming out every other like producer was like oh let's make our own stupid little movie and then they like what disaster movie which was an actual disaster and like all of his other like stupid spin-offs yeah because they were just like like yeah they were spoofing yeah they were just spoofing every movie that came out and i'm like this isn't funny at all and it kind of just like that whole slapstick genre kind of just like died out really yeah well yeah and you know what you're right when you say too it needs to be done right you need like good actors to do it like when i think about like you know leslie nielsen yeah yeah. like even in naked gun when they're going through the police station and as they're like panning through like the like every room leslie nielsen like goes out of the set and then comes back into the set and i'm like oh my god this is something that only he could think of (laughs) no it's it it's hilarious and even even you know even in tv i think about frazier and i think about um niles did you ever watch Frasier, the show? Uh, uh, no, I did not. Okay, spinoff of Cheers. Okay, well, yeah. did Slapstick so well. But that was, like, probably the most recent. And this was in the 90s. Yeah. An example of well done. I'm trying to think, like, I remember Kevin James did some Slapstick in some movies. Kevin James, isn't that the mall cop guy? Yes. Uh, so bad. So bad. Right. He's he's not terrible, but it wasn't great. Yeah. Right? So, although now in quarantine, if that movie was on TV, I'd be like... Well, I guess I'm... Yeah. You know, it's fun. Let's have some fun. I would not say that for, for, for the second one. Yeah. Some movies just need to be done once. Some movies don't even need to be done once, but yeah, that's very true. <laughs> that's true, yeah. If you're going to do it again, at least try and do it better. But then again, they try doing it better because they want to milk more money out of it. Look at Hangover. Hangover 1 was great, and then they just started losing losing interest every time they made a new one. That's so true. Yeah. Like, they definitely could have just left it at the first one, and then that was it. That would have been perfect. But they just had to try to milk it for more money. It, it, it almost, like, it's like, are you trying to ruin a classic? Like, it ruins a classic, because otherwise it would have been a classic. Now it's, like, a trilogy. and it, Yeah. It's just one movie, really. Right? Or, um, there's, uh, have you seen Death Race? No. Oh, okay, so it's with uh, Jason Statham. And it's, like, a really good movie. It's fantastic. It's just about... It's one of those ones where it's like, oh, prison systems are getting uh, flooded, so let's just take all the people that were supposed to be on death row well, and want them to, like, kill each other. Kind of like how Gamer is with um, Gerard Butler. It's kind of like that sort of... Yeah, so it's just like... Oh, oh I know what you mean. Like, um, sort of like the... What's the Kurt Russell movie where they put them all... Um, Escape from L.A.? Maybe. There's, like, a lot of genres, like, where it's, like, all the same 
where it's like, oh, let's just get the prisoners to kill each other because they're already on death row anyway, and we want it for like some sort of entertainment. So they ended up, <laughs> right? There's like so many movies that pretty much follow that exact same premise. But um, yeah, so this death race, they ended up doing that. And then afterwards, I think there's like three or four more movies that they made, and they're like all garbage because they just have like random actors. Didn't they do that with Fast and the Furious at some point? Like, they just they keep churning them out, and now it's just none of like. Is it even? Well, I mean, from when they started. Well, for like the first couple, it was kind of like what's going on because you had the uh, like the Fast and the Furious, which was like introducing the whole thing, and then you had Two Fast Two Furious, which is like a complete new set of guys. And then you had um, Tokyo Drift, which is just like some random redneck guy in in Japan. And then they're like, okay, let's actually go to a storyline and, like, do that. And that's what they've been doing ever since. Right. I I stopped watching after Paul Walker passed away. <laughs> yeah. They're apparently using... I think they're using his brother in the new one, but they're, like, CGI-ing him to make it look more like Paul Walker because they sort of look similar. That's fucked up. Like, well, I mean, that's what they did at the end of, like, that one where he... What was it? Seven? Did he die in seven? After seven? Is it really they used his brother? Uh, for that last that last scene when they're when Paul Walker and Vin Diesel are like driving, and Paul has the what white car and Vin Diesel has the black car, and they're driving on the cliffs at the end of the movie, and there's that very specific scene in a movie that I was zoned <laughs> out the entire time. For... It's like it's at the very it's at the very end of the movie. When, uh, like, that very sad song comes on, and it's like, oh my god, it's a tearjerker song. Uh, what was it called? You know what, if I saw it, I'd probably remember, but... Yeah, but it's like at that end, and Vin Diesel looks over at, at Paul Walker. But it was actually his brother. They just, like, CGI'd his face, because that's what they can do in movies now. That is true. I remember the last Terminator movie I saw, they, like, had CGI'd... Arnold? Yeah, they CGI'd Arnold. Um, they do uh, Leia from Star Wars. So in Rogue One, they did they CGI Leia's face on her. That's interesting. Yeah. Same thing with um. Uh. Any rights to do that? To. Not, not at all. Because when you're signing up a contract with um, a movie company, they have every right to use your likeness. So they have every right to use what you look like as that character. Yeah. Right? When that happens, would, like, Carrie Fisher's family get any residuals? I believe so, because it's still... I think it's still her character. I believe that they... They still get the residuals from it, because... Maybe. Yeah, right? There's a lot of legal mumbo-jumbo that I don't even know about. They have all these lawyers to figure all that stuff out. That's cool, though. That's cool. Right? Yeah, they probably make you sign something when you agree to the role. Yeah, exactly. I feel so bad for uh, for uh, the girl who played Rey in the Star Wars when they rebooted, like seven, eight, nine, because in the in the first movie, um, in the first movie, she only got paid like I think a hundred thousand dollars. She didn't get a lot of money at like I think all the main characters for that movie barely got paid at like anything. But then Mark Hamill comes in and he makes, like, what, $10 million or something off of, like, the end of the movie? Uh, yeah. And that movie made, like, over a billion dollars. 
I think. <laughs> I think so. Let's see what it made. So, um, I did, we did a Harry Potter, um, binge. And, yeah. Uh, a Hunger Games binge. Nice. I have to say, the first, the first one was really cool. The second one was also cool. The third and fourth, or is it the third in two parts? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right. Hey. Yeah. Um... And then, yeah, I, I really did want to do Star Wars. I actually wanted to do it from the start, though, because even, like, even the originals, it's been forever since I've seen them. Yeah. Like, with my with my dad and my, you know, my family, we would just sit there and watch Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> it's been forever. How many are there now? For Star Wars, there's so many. Well, they have, like, the nine episodes, and they have Rogue One, Han Solo spinoffs. Um, they have, like, the TV shows. So, like, the Clone Wars, they have uh, Mandalorian. If you haven't seen Mandalorian, definitely check that out. It's uh, fantastic. Is that the one with the Baby Yoda? Yeah, that's the one with Baby Yoda. Really want to see that. Yeah, yeah. That one is really well done. I like the way that they do it because they kind of set it up the way that uh, it's, like, played like a video game. So the guy goes and accept like, the main character goes and he pretty much, like, accepts the quest. And then he goes out and fulfills it, and comes back, and then he gets, like, the reward for it, which is really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Definitely check that out if, you, uh, if you're able to, if you have Disney+, Plus or if you just feel like streaming it illegally. <laughs> I like your section, section option. Section option, yeah. Second option. <laughs> My second? You're set. I'm only drinking apple juice. Come on. Yeah, what's in the apple juice? We don't know, okay? We do not know. Yeah, you could have easily... Yeah, there you go. It's tricking it straight from the source. Oh, nice. Did you hear about that one guy that got uh, his stimulus check from the U.S. and he got, like, $8 million? Say what? Yeah, some guy, he just, like... He's supposed to get his $1,200 stimulus check in the U.S. and they ended up giving him, like, $8.2 million. What are you talking What? Yeah, this is, like, a by accident kind of thing. So did he have to give it back? Uh, probably. But I mean, like, why well, would he even tell people in the first place? Like, if I got $8 million, I wouldn't tell the government that you just gave me $8 million. Like, I'd be helping out everybody that I wanted to. Yeah, yes and no. Okay, yes and no. I get that, but at the same time, um, you know it's going to come back to bite you in the ass. Probably, but then at that point, you just, like, move to a different country or whatever that can't, like, find you. <laughs> That's true. You send it all to the Cayman Islands and then just mysteriously move somewhere. Yeah. Set up like a Swiss bank account, just transfer all $8 million, be like, oh, I don't know where it happened to it. It just disappeared. That's amazing. Yeah. What would you do if you had $8 million? You could buy an island for $8 million. Maybe. Depends on where. If you want like a really good island, like I would want like a lot of space just so I could at least like farm. Because I would want I, to just, I just, like, grow my own stuff. Oh, just that? Perfect. What a graph. Here, give me $8 million. It's... Yeah. You could buy a pretty good uh, yacht. A, a decent-sized one. That's true. And just live off of that, coasting the oceans. How much yachts go for these days? Neither do I. I... Were you looking into them before quarantine? You're like, I'm gonna buy a yacht, and then you're like, quarantine ruined my yacht plans. A little bit, a little bit. My stand-up 
it ruined my stand-up show plan and my yacht purchasing. I could have done stand-up on the yacht to, like, a crowd of just the crew, but now I can't. That would have been fun. Do you get seasick? Um, I'm actually not sure. I haven't been on a boat in, like, forever. <laughs> but, uh, right? I don't even remember the last time I was on a boat. I think it was when I was a kid or something. I was like on a, a small boat. Like I've been on a small boat at like friends' cottages, um, but like the last, I did. I remember I went on a big boat when I was younger. I've never been on a cruise or anything, but I went whale watching. Whale watching. How was that? Did you actually get to see a whale, or were the whales watching you? I never thought about it. Is that why they call it whale watching? Because you just see like the whales with the like small binoculars, like at the um, at the operas, you know those like binoculars that you have to hold up to watch the opera. You did you All the top hats and yeah, like yeah. staring at me like higher octaves, dear. Yeah, that's whale watching for you. That is Cla the classiest of whales. The classiest of whales, always with the top hat and a monocle. Yeah. <laughs> Peanuts of whales. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I I don't know why I remember that, but yeah, I went whale watching. Yeah. Did like any whales actually like jump out of the water and splash you guys, or were they just like not showing up? No, they were just there. I just remember they were swimming or whatever. And no, uh, I guess they must have not been that much that exciting. If if you have this kind of impression telling it. <laughs> I do, I I do remember getting seasick though. Yeah. I do you remember getting nauseous? I get car sick whenever other people drive. Do you remember those cars um, where they had, like, the back-facing seats? The back-facing seats. Yeah. Like, they would have... We called them the backy-backs. I don't think so. Cool. There were, there were these cars they had, like... Like, in... I don't know how to explain it. Like, in... They had the normal seats, and then behind the seats, like, it was almost like the the trunk area for like a van yeah seats and you would just watch oncoming traffic i don't even think they make them anymore they're probably not safe probably not <laughs> oh that was the worst car sickness i always i always got that when we had to go like if i had to go in carpool and i had to sit in one of those seats yeah going to school and just throwing up the whole day <laughs> not that was bad. That was bad. I don't even know why those existed, but yeah. Yeah. I remember I remember those car seats were like they were in the middle. So you had like the the driver, you had the pa like the the passenger and then you had like the person in the middle. They had like that one weird spot in the middle that you could sit. I remember the cars when they used to make those. <laughs> you know what I loved? You're the skinniest. You go in the middle. Yeah. All the time. I was the smallest. <laughs> yeah. Being punished. Right. I never got the window seat just because the middle spot was always reserved for, like, the smallest person. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's not... I mean, especially if you think about it, they get squished in the middle. Right. I mean, there's larger yeah. people beside them, like, moving around. So. Yeah. <laughs> good times. Good times. Very good times. Well, I think we're getting to the very end of, uh, of the podcast, Amanda. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, and uh, thank you guys for, for tuning in to the podcast. 
Guys, this happens every Monday at 9 a.m. And if you enjoy the video, don't forget to like and subscribe. And if you like the new layout that I have going on here, I think it looks pretty sick just looking over at it. Uh, Amanda can't see it right now. Only I can see it. But uh, she says it looks amazing. So, um, guys, just let me know what you think. Um, Amanda, I thank you again so much for coming out. Guys, let's peel out.